0: I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome to my podcast, where I read erotic stories for women to you. Why? Well, because sometimes you just want a man to read you a naughty story. Today's story is actually an erotic adventure with you as the star. It's called A Motorcycle Ride to Nowhere. I wrote this story, and it's part of my Erotic Adventures of You collection, available as an audiobook as well. I hope you enjoy it. A Motorcycle Ride to Nowhere. Today, you're going to go on a motorcycle adventure. Just a short getaway for the day. Out in the desert, you and your bike. Your name is Sarah Dean Riley. Because your mama wanted a boy, and your daddy, well, he wanted a princess. So, Sarah Dean, just in case. You often wonder what it would be like if you were actually a boy. Would your name really be Dean Sarah? You certainly hope not. You bought a bike back in college. It was kind of one of those old-style on-road, off-road things. Don't make them anymore, of course. But you were kind of handy with engines back then, and you fixed it up. Didn't cost a lot of money, and you thought, hey, didn't need a lot of gas, and you always went on adventures by yourself anyway. You had a lot of good adventures on that bike, Since you have your career now, you don't have a lot of time. But you moved here about a year ago, and there's a stretch of open highway that runs through a vast expanse of desert not far from your house. It goes 113 miles from last stop for gas sign to next stop for gas, and you always just wanted to get on the bike and go. Well, today's that day. You're standing next to your motorcycle in the parking lot of a kind of dilapidated old gas station slash roadhouse, which, by the way, you did not eat in, because you know that's not a good idea. Another thing that may have not been such a good idea is that you ordered one of those one-piece kind of spandex-latex blend riding suits with built-in pads for the always possible crash. You thought it looked kind of hot. Well, it is kind of hot. You're sweating your ass off in this thing. It's not bad when you're riding the bike. It seems to breathe a little bit. Some air gets in. But man, standing here in this gravel parking lot, you can feel the sweat running down every part of your body. Luckily, you decided not to wear anything underneath. Ah, it's one of those bad girl adventure days. No underwear needed. You went in to get a nice tea, which you're guzzling right now. You down half the cold, delicious tea. You tilt your head back down after taking the drink and see the three old men sitting in some old metal chairs in front of the gas station. They were very nice and said hi to you and one even got up and opened the door for you when you were going in. They are staring at you now, not in a rude way, but in an appreciative way that says, Thank you, ma'am, for brightening our day. You smile at them. You think to yourself, They don't make many men like that anymore, do they? You unzip your suit top a bit and reach in with your right hand and pull out a flat box of cheap, fat cigars that were for sale on the counter inside. You always wanted to try one of these. God knows why. You decide to light one before you mount up. You put it in your mouth. It's frickin' huge. You giggle a bit. You click the lighter. While you're sucking on the end of the cigar, you reflexively inhale. Holy shit! You start coughing and heaving and bend over trying to catch your breath and doing your best not to die before your ride even starts. You finally stand up with watering eyes and hear laughing. You see it's coming from a small group of college-age guys over at the gas pumps, filling up what looks to be daddy's convertible with gas. They are laughing hysterically and slapping each other on the shoulder as they look your way. Well, you keep the cigar lit, look over at them, smack yourself on the ass, and blow them a kiss with the same hand. You turn to get on your bike, put your old-school open-faced helmet and goggles on, and while you adjust your goggles, you look through them at the three old men sitting in front of the store. They're all smiling at you, and the one that opened the door for you even gives you a thumbs up. You go to throw your leg over the bike, and make sure it's pointed in the right direction, so the old men can see. They deserve a bit of a show. You have to hike your leg especially high to get it over the bike, because you have a cooler strapped on the back with some much needed water inside. You clamp your teeth down on the big fat cigar, making note not to inhale, and kick start the bike and twist the throttle. You are rewarded with that throaty rumble you have always loved from the first time you started it way back then. You give it just a bit of gas and slowly ride over to the boys at the pump. They are just standing there smiling like idiots at you. You unzip your suit down just far enough to tease and flash them a big old smile while biting your cigar. With your left foot on the ground, you twist the throttle and throw the bike sideways, sending a spray of gravel flying at the now cussing assholes. As you roar out the drive and turn onto the two-lane highway, you give one last look back. The boys are giving you the finger, the old men are giving you a standing ovation, and out into the hot, open desert you fly. Once you get going, it's not so bad. You can feel a little bit of breeze coming through your suit. The thing about the suit that you really liked is it zips from the top, clear down, actually zipping underneath your crotch. A little risque, you suppose, but hey, a little bit of protection as well as being able to pee when you need to, and making you feel damn naughty at the same time, makes it a hell of a good purchase. You cross your eyes. Yeah, you bet that is a sexy look. And see, looking down at the end of your cigar, that the cherry flew off during your rather dramatic exit from the parking lot. You're okay with that. You decide to keep it between your teeth anyway. Makes you feel bad. You reach up with your left hand, as your other hand is on the throttle and you pull the zipper down until it reaches the middle of your chest and you feel the breeze come in. Thank God. You go a little bit farther down the old highway. All that is in front of you is an arrow straight road leading off to the horizon. The heat coming off the road makes the mountains in the distance shimmer. The sun's beating down on you. The hot dry wind is hitting you high on your chest and you want to feel the heat of both on more of your skin. You unzip a little bit more, bringing the zipper down to your belly button. You kind of open it with your left hand. You can feel the wind going into your top. God, the breeze is hot and dry, and it is evaporating the sweat that's running down the center of your chest. Instead of cussing the sweat, you hope for more, because the evaporation of it feels erotic. The rumble of the bike through the hot vinyl seat makes you bend forward just a bit so you can enjoy the full effect. The sight of your surroundings, the rumble of the engine, and the feeling of heat and evaporation on your body make the whole moment more than a little orgasmic. You are lost in the thought that you really have no thoughts. God, how long has it been since that's happened? Splat! A huge bug splatters on the right side of your goggles. Holy shit, damn thing must weigh five pounds, you think, as you guide the bike to the side of the road, trying not to crash and burn. You pull over and yank your goggles off and stare in amazement at the splattered mess. Oh my God, is that a tooth? What the hell was it? Some kind of vampire bat beetle? Then you feel a little bad for the poor thing ruined his day. Then you remember that old joke. What's the last thing that goes through a bug's mind right before he hits the windshield? Or the goggles, in this case. His asshole. You start to laugh as you scrape what's left of him off with a small, scraggly stick you pick up off the side of the road. You put your goggles back on, a hand on each side to try and adjust them and see if the view is okay. And through them, You see movement in the distance on the side of the road, some kind of large, dark shape. What the hell? Is that a bear? Are there bears in the desert? You decide there aren't. Is it a coyote? Nah, too big for a coyote. It must be a bear. You have to pull your goggles down to see a little bit better, and you hit your cigar. Holy shit. All of that, and you didn't lose your goddamn cigar? pretty proud of yourself. You have no idea why. You take your cigar out, put your goggles down around your neck, shove the big fat thing back in your mouth, bite down and roar off to get a closer look at the bear. You squint as you get a little closer and you start to get the suspicion that it's actually a person. Holy shit, pretty goddamn big person. It's about the size of a bear. You get about 50 yards away and you see it is indeed a person, a large man. Not only is he as big as a bear, but he has enough hair on his head to qualify as well. My God, it's like 25 miles from the gas station you just left and around 90 miles to the next one. This guy is going to have a damn heat stroke and die. You think his car must have broken down, but you don't remember seeing one on the side of the road. If his car broke down on farther down the road, then he's an idiot because he must have turned around and is walking back to it. You decide either he is truly an idiot being out here in the hot desert or he's having some kind of mental breakdown because of the heat. So you better pull over and see what's up. You go slowly by him and begin to pull over. The guy pays you absolutely no attention at all. You stop your bike, swing your leg over, and get off. Facing him, you see that the man has a look of disgust on his face. Then, you realize you are standing there in a one-piece spandex riding suit with a zipper that goes under your crotch, wearing a pair of goobered-up goggles hanging around your neck, a big fat cigar clamped in your teeth, which isn't even lit, and sweat running down your tits because you have the zipper pulled all the way down to your mound and a box of half-sweaty cigars peeking out from your lapel. And the only thing you can think to say is, You want to ride? The guy walks towards you, stops about 5 feet away, and as you're looking up into his face, he looks down at you and says, No thanks. Steps around you and continues walking off into the desert. You give a high-pitched grunt, spin around and say, Hey, asshole, I stopped to help you. It's hotter than hell out here. You could die of a heat stroke. I could, he says but I won't. You sound awful damn sure of yourself, you say. I always am. Where are you going? Nowhere. You're crazy, you say. Have you taken a look at yourself, lady? I'm the crazy one. Fine. You're so pissed off that when you spin around, you slip on the gravel and fall straight on your ass with a thunk. You just sit there and stare at your bike Then you feel two enormous hands under your arms And you're hoisted into the air like a child The man sets you down on your feet And without saying a word Heads back on his way to nowhere You give a sigh and say You really are crazy Could be, he says But not crazy enough to get on the back of a motorcycle with you You can't even walk without falling over let alone ride that thing with me on the back. I'll stick with a heat stroke. Oh, you're impossible, you say. You get back on your bike, kick-start it back to life, and roar past him to continue your trip. I'll be damned if I'm going to let some crazy bear man ruin my day, you say to yourself. You ride another 15 or 20 minutes, enjoying the beautiful view of the shimmering mountains in the distance. The sun and hot wind become less enjoyable than before. You feel like you just need off the bike for a while. Perhaps splash a little cold water from the cooler on your face. Besides, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is calling you. Peanut butter and jelly has always been your favorite. You pull over to the side of the road, but instead of stopping there, you decide, what the hell? It's an off-road bike too, and there's no ditch in the desert. You pull onto the hard-packed sand, give it a little gas, weave through the cactus and scrubby brush, start having fun off-roading, giving it a little more gas, throwing up rocks and squealing with delight. Then, the scrub gets a little thicker and starts smacking your bike. starts to get pretty rocky and rough. You slide the bike to a stop by a large, flat rock, put the kickstand down, dismount, take your helmet off, Lay it on the bike seat. Then pull the goggles over your head and off of your long brown hair. Put them with your helmet. Yeah, they're still disgusting. You reach back and renew your ponytail in a nice tight tie and you look around at the beauty of it all and decide you're happy you came. You're hot as hell. You open up your cooler and take out one of the bottles of water. Pour a little on your hand and splash it on your face. My God, that feels good. The hell with that. You tilt your head back and pour some directly on your face. It runs down your neck and trickles down onto your chest and down your stomach to the crotch of your suit. You take a long gulp, look around to see if anyone is watching and think, What the hell am I worried about? Bears? You decide that you at least have to take the top part of your suit off to get some air. You grab the open zipper on the left side of your suit with your right hand, pull it over your shoulder, and pull your left arm out of your suit. My God, that feels like heaven. You pull your other arm out of your suit and peel it down to your waist. The feeling of your bare breast in the hot sun make your nipples tighten. You take the water bottle that has one of those squeeze spouts on the end of it and squirt it over the top of your chest and shoulders, letting it run down your body. You feel the water run over your breasts and trickle into your belly button. You reach back with your left hand and grab your two-foot-long ponytail. Drape it over the front of your left shoulder. Squirt some water on the top of your back, letting it run down your spine and trickle inside the ass of your suit. You sigh and take another big drink of water. Finishing off that bottle, you put it back in the cooler. Put your hands in the icy water and throw some on your breasts, rubbing your now cold wet hands up and down your arms, over your wet breasts, rubbing the back of your neck. You can already feel the water evaporating from your body and you feel your skin tingle and pucker. You reach into the cooler and grab a new bottle of water as well as your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You close the lid, walk over to the large flat rock and sit down in the sun with your legs stretched out in front of you. Bare from the waist up, enjoying the heat from the sun, you bite into the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and feel the mixed texture from the peanut butter, jelly, and bread. You're not even sure if you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anymore, but it seems to always bring back good memories. You ate tons of them as a child because you were too busy having fun and running around to sit down and eat anything else. You smiled to yourself. It's been too long since your last adventure. You finish your sandwich, guzzle down the rest of the bottle of water and set it aside and lay back on the flat rock in the Sun. Pretty hot at first but it gradually cools down a bit to match the temperature of your body. The water has all evaporated and your skin is dry now but the Sun feels so good on your skin. Not all of you is dry. The heat, the Sun the experiences of the day, it all had the effect of making you extremely horny. Sometimes it feels kind of good just to be horny without taking care of it. You lay there in the sun and enjoy the feeling of wetness and excitement and the bathing rays of the sun and you guess you begin to doze off. You can feel yourself drifting off to sleep. Blam! What the fuck? You shoot up to a standing position all in one movement, turn toward your motorcycle, and see the bear of a man standing there with a gun in his hand. Snake, he says calmly. What? you ask. He walks toward you, stops at the edge of the rock, bends over, puts his hand in a crack, and pulls out what looks to be the biggest goddamn snake you've ever seen, still wiggling a bit as he holds it by the neck. Snake, he says, as he holds it in his left hand and tucks his gun back into his jeans with his right. God damn it, you scared the living shit out of me. Would you prefer I let him bite you? Is it poison? Yep. He reaches behind his back and pulls out a knife the size of a machete, lops off the snake's head, cuts it down the middle, and grabbing the skin at the top of the neck, peels it like a banana. God, that's disgusting. Tastes good, though. Tastes good, you ask. Supper. You said it was poison. Only if it bites you, not if you bite it. Oh, God. Tastes like chicken, I suppose. Nope. Tastes like snake. It's good. With a clean snake in one hand, he walks over to your bike and drapes it across the seat. Oh, God, you are not racking up any points with me. Saving your life wasn't enough, huh? He says, as he starts walking around, picking up little scrubby pieces of brush to start a fire. You're really going to cook that damn thing? What, you'd rather eat it raw? I'm not eating any of it. Suit yourself. As he makes a small pile of the scrubby sticks, you ask him, Where did you come from, anyway? Thought you were going to nowhere. I saw your tire tracks leave the road and head this way. Thought I'd follow your trail and see if you were okay. Well, I guess I am, thanks to you. Thank you. No need to thank me. That wonderful view is thanks enough. You realize he's staring at your half-naked body. Oh, God! I'm sorry, I guess I lost track in the excitement." "I didn't." "Oh, you really are impossible." You put the soup back on over your shoulders and instantly regret it because you feel like a baking potato wrapped in tinfoil. As he lights the fire you ask, "What time is it?" "Don't know, but the sun is getting low." "God! how long was I laying on that rock, sleeping?" long enough for me to catch up and find you. Damn. Well, I kind of got to get going. Don't you want to stay for dinner? He asks. No, I don't want any snake. Might get hungry before morning. Morning? I'm not staying until morning. I'm going to the next exit and get a motel for the night. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? Not unless you're a bat and can find your way in the dark. I got a headlight, you know. Yes, you do. And I'm sure it used to work just fine before you cracked it on your little off-road jaunt here. You quickly look at your bike and see he's right. Somehow, you've managed to break your headlight. Damn it. Don't worry. It's going to be a beautiful night. You're just going to stay out here? Yep. You expect me to stay out here with you? Well, I don't expect you to. You can if you like. Where are you gonna sleep, on the ground? Pretty much, he says. You decide you don't have much choice. Well, I guess if you can do it, I can do it. He gives a laugh, okay. The fire is going by now. He reaches back for his knife again chops the snake in two, drapes the two halves over a long, sturdy stick, and holds them over the fire to roast like long, limp weenies. God, you really are going to eat that. Is it actually good? Well, why don't you just taste a little bit and judge for yourself? He pulls them out of the fire, breaks a piece off, and hands it to you. He sees that you're looking at it with disgust still in your eyes. He breaks a piece off and pops it into his mouth. He doesn't die, so you take a small nibble of yours. Not bad. That's it? Not bad? Okay, a little better than not bad. As you both munch on your snake dinner, you have a detailed look at the man in the dimming sun. He truly does seem enormous. You guess his height at six 6'4 or more, and he's got to be pushing 300 pounds. His hands alone are the size of paper plates. His hair is black with a few streaks of gray and hangs down to just above his shoulders. He has a few days' growth of beard. He has brown eyes that hold a look of confidence and kindness. And you realize that you're in the middle of a desert with night coming on, sitting with a literal bear of a man, eating a poisonous snake, contemplating spending the night without a place to sleep, and only one piece of clothing and you feel completely safe. Huh. My name is Sarah Dean Riley, you say. Sarah Dean, huh? Yep. Mama wanted a boy. Daddy wanted a princess. Sarah Dean covered both possibilities. Good thing you didn't pop out a boy, Dean Sarah. Oh, God, I know. You both laugh. You spend the next hour or so talking about nothing, finishing your snake, and just enjoying yourself, sitting in the dim light of the fire. You've been in the city too long, Sarah Dean. What makes you say that? You don't notice the beautiful things anymore. How do you know? Because if you did, you'd be commenting on the sky right now. You look up and see what must certainly be one of the most beautiful night skies you have ever seen in your life. There are so many stars it looks like billions and billions of pinpricks in a black balloon with you sitting inside, the almost full moon turning the desert into a blue version of daylight. Oh, my God, you're right. The only way you can really see is to look from nowhere. So this is your nowhere? Tonight it is, he says. He reaches in his backpack and and pulls out a bottle of whiskey. A toast to nowhere. Have a slug. And he hands you the bottle. You look at it and put the bottle to your lips. Throw your head back and take a huge gulp. You cough and hack and he gives a laugh. I said a slug, not a gulp. How the hell do I know how much a slug is? I never knew how much a pinch was when my grandmother gave me recipes either. I guess that's why I can't cook." You hand the bottle back to him, and he takes what must be a slug, which is indeed much smaller than the gulp you took. You look at him, and all of a sudden you get a thought, and you run to the flat rock. "'Where are you going?' he says. You come back with your box of fat cigars. "'Well, thanks for the gulp. Hope you enjoyed your slug. How about a suck?' A what? You hand him a cigar, and you put one in your mouth. You don't know what a suck is? Well, I thought I did. You just smile. He puts the cigar in his mouth, you put yours in your mouth, and you light both of them. And he says, How about a suck and a show? What? You ask. You don't know what a show is? Well, I thought I did. He takes you by the hand and takes you over to the big flat rock he found you on earlier. Lay down on your back. Your pussy instantly tightens, and you feel a hitch in your chest. You lay down on your back, and he's standing over you in the moonlight. He brings the cigar to his mouth, sucks deeply on it, and you can see his face in the red glowing light. As he removes the cigar from his mouth, you say, Holy shit, I about killed myself earlier trying to do that. You start laughing hysterically, and you assume it has to do with the effects from the gulp you took. He smiles and lays down next to you on his back. You ever look for satellites? No. You can see satellites? Sure, as long as you're away from the city. You just have to look close. They look just like stars, only they fly across the sky. Look, there's one there. Oh, my God. That's a satellite? Yep. You both lay there staring up at the sky, lost in wonder. Well, good night. He gets off the rock, walks to his backpack, sticks his mitt of a hand in and pulls out a large dinner plate-sized piece of nylon and throws it on the ground. When it hits the ground, it actually pops open into a completely set-up pup tent, just big enough for two. Well, sleep tight. And watch out for snakes. What? Then he disappears into the little tent, and you hear the zipper close. Good night. Oh God, good night. So there you are, laying on your back on a flat rock under a beautiful sky, feeling the relaxing effects of the snake supper and a gulp of whiskey, smoking your fat cigar, and you wonder. How the hell did I get here? You lay there and look at the beautiful sky for a while and manage to find a couple satellites on your own. You stub out your cigar, roll over on your side with your head on your arm and realize something quite surprising. You're getting cold. Fast. As the minutes go by, your teeth start to chatter. You ball up in a fetal position and feel like you're going to freeze to death. You blurt out loud, Why is it so fucking cold in the desert? And you hear a deep laugh from inside the tent. Because it's night time. It's always this cold at night in the desert? Yep. Are you cold? Nope. Not in here. Figures. It's really cold out here. I might freeze to death. You could, but you won't. He says. How do you know? "'cause I won't let you.' "'What do you mean?' "'Come here.' And to your absolute astonishment, without a second thought, without any concern whatsoever, you hop off the rock, go to the tent zipper, unzip it, crawl inside, and zip the tent shut. And you see, he takes up most of the tent. "'Is there enough room for both of us in here?' "'Depends on how cold you are.' You lay down on your back beside him. He's laying on his side facing you. You're waiting for him to reach over for you. I mean, he's a guy. He must have had this planned. You're both laid on a blanket, but he doesn't have one to cover up with. He's wearing a flannel shirt. You're wearing your skimpy motorcycle cat suit. But instead of reaching for you, he looks at you in the dim moonlight that comes through the tent and says, Good night and kisses you on the forehead and closes his eyes and goes to sleep. The only thing you can think is, you gotta be shitting me. You face away from him, curl up in a ball and eventually drift off to sleep yourself. Your eyes come open slowly and see the orange morning sunlight shining through the sides of the tent. You don't want to move because you're so comfortable. The reason you're so comfortable is because you're spooned up against the huge man. He's got his left arm over the top of you, and his enormous left leg is resting on your hip. What can only be described as the biggest boner you've ever experienced in your life is poking you in the small of your back. Good morning, Sarah Dean, he says from behind you. You smile. You know, you never told me your name. No, I didn't. Well, I told you mine. But I didn't ask. Oh, for God's sake. Well, better get up. I always have to brush my teeth first thing in the morning or I go crazy. I always have to take a shower first thing in the morning. Well, I'm the same way. I intend on taking a shower. Where would you do that? You just gotta know where to look. What do you mean? well you offered me a ride yesterday how about a ride to the shower you said you weren't crazy enough to ride with me huh first time I have ever been wrong he says you pull your toothbrush out of a pocket in your cooler and feel better after you brush rinse and spit you're a bit embarrassed when he laughs then he spits even louder You get back on your bike as he shoves the tent and cooler into his backpack, throws it on his back, and gets on the back of the bike. You instantly notice two things. The bike sinks down about ten inches, and his hard cock, pressed against you through his jeans, must be about the same length. He rests his enormous hands on the tops of your hips, and his fingers reach all the way around to the edges where your pubic hair would be, if you indeed had any. Let's go. With the feel of his hands on your hips, the rumbling of the bike in your crotch, and the feeling of his huge cock on your back, you think you're about ready to go. Head toward that rock formation. He points. You give the bike some gas and start off slow. You can feel the bike rock back and forth from side to side, but you don't fall over. You turn your head to the side and realize that he's putting his feet down to help you balance saving you once again. You finally make it to the rock formation about a quarter mile away. You come to a complete stop by a big boulder. You can feel him get off the bike as his cock slides up your spine and the bike raises about ten inches again. Your pussy twitches as you shut the bike off, throw your leg over, and dismount yourself. I don't see any shower. And you turn around to see that he is gone. Hello, guy that I don't know his name because he won't tell me. Over here. You follow his voice to a gap behind the boulder, between it and the face of a rock wall. Where? Squeeze into the crack. You turn sideways, squeeze through the crack, and a couple of feet in, you see an opening and turn into it. For the love of God. You freeze with your mouth agape. The guy that won't tell you his name is standing naked in the morning sun, next to a small stream of water coming over a rock ledge. He's heavily muscled, with several scars on his chest and abdomen. He's wearing nothing but a necklace. It's a disc with flames around the outside, depicting a sun on a brown leather cord. He has already put his head under the water, his hair is wet, and he's pushing it back with the palms of his immense hands. As he leans his head back, your vision is drawn to the biggest, hardest cock you've ever seen, at least in person. It is truly so big and so remarkable that it simply doesn't look real. You're standing there with your mouth open and no sound coming out. He wipes the water from his eyes, smiles, and says, Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I love this place. Look at the beautiful yucca plants, the cactus, and the life all around. Yeah, that's a lot of life, you say. He realizes you're staring at his cock. I meant the little oasis here in the rocks. Oh, yeah, I like it too. Oh, Sarah Dean, come here. And once again, without hesitation, you walk as if in a trance towards this mountain of a man when you get to him without saying a word he grabs the zipper of your wonderful one-piece riding suit and slowly pulls it down and down and down until it reaches the top of your waist and down further to the mound of your pussy further until it reaches the end of the zipper between your legs at the beginning of your ass he then reaches up and peels the suit off both of your shoulders and down over your hands, and gently pulls each of the arms free to your waist, sliding it over your ass, down your thighs, over your knees, and when he squats down to slip your riding boots off and push it over your ankles, his face is right in front of your pussy. Then he pulls each leg over your feet. He stands up, pulls a bottle of liquid soap out of his backpack, and squirts a stream on your suit, and actually begins to wash it under the stream of cool water. You're mesmerized as you watch him do your laundry. He then rinses it, gently squeezes out the excess water, gives it a flick, and hangs it over a boulder to dry along with his own clothes. He puts his hands on each side of your waist. You reach your hands over your head and place them on his shoulders. He looks you in the eye and lifts you, and places you under the stream of water. He steps in front of you, so he's only a foot away, and tilts your head back under the water. It's nice and cool and refreshing. He runs his fingers through your hair to the back of your head, all the way to the ends, as he pulls your ponytail tie off with a downward motion. He puts your tie around his big wrist and leaves it there. He puts some soap in your hair and massages it into your scalp, and then put your face into his chest while he moves his hands to the back of your head, working the liquid soap into your hair. He takes his hands away and works soap into his own hair and lathers up his face. He puts his head over your shoulder so he can rinse his hair and face, and you rest your face on his chest. You can feel the muscles in his chest move on your cheek. He lets your head back up, and you look into his eyes as he puts soap onto his hands. Close your eyes, and you do it, just like you do everything he tells you to do. He rubs the soap onto your face and washes your face for you, and reaching around, tangles your long hair in his left hand and pulls on it to tilt your head back and rinses your face and hair. Then he squirts soap on the top of your chest, clear across your breasts, and squirts more down your front than a stream of soap down your back. He then squirts soap on his chest and down to his hard cock and on the front of his legs, ending by squirting some over his shoulder and down his back as well. He places the bottle on a rock. He rubs the soap all over the front of you, then all over the front of him. I'll wash your back if you wash mine he says with a sly smile. Deal, you answer. He puts his hands on your hips and pulls you towards him. He reaches around your back and rubs the soap on, down to your ass. You reach around him and do the same. As he soaps up your ass, he pulls you tight against his hard cock and your breath hitches. You grab on to his ass tight and sink your nails into the surface of the skin. He grabs your ash cheeks with both hands, and you feel your feet leave the ground. He lifts you higher. You feel his cock slide down the front of you as he lifts you higher and higher until the tip springs into the opening between your legs. You feel his lips on your right ear, and he says, May I, Sarah Dean? Oh, I sure as hell wish you would. He lowers you down so the lips of your pussy are just touching the tip of his hard cock. You can feel the head of his cock throb with each of his heartbeats. You feel it gently push at the entrance of your pussy. You consciously try and relax your pussy as much as you can, and his head enters you, and you can feel your wet, slick pussy swallow the end. You feel the ridge of his head pass into you, and feel your pussy close around him and grip onto his shaft. You think that it is going to hurt, but it doesn't. It just feels very full. He continues to enter you, and you feel it slide in, deeper and deeper, very gently. It just keeps going and going in until he lowers you enough that the tip is at the very top of the inside of you, until there is no more room, and then it starts to gently stretch that upwards as well. You never feel his balls on your pussy lips because the shaft is so thick and long it won't all fit. You just can't take it all in. But the feeling is beyond anything you've ever experienced. Full, deep, warm, and throbbing inside you. You are completely filled and as he gets to the limits of what you can hold your pussy begins to twitch and he lifts you slowly with his huge hands under your ass lifting you, and you feel your pussy sliding up off of his shaft. He slowly lowers you back down and lifts you again. Up slowly, down softly, again and again. Your arms are around his neck and you are pulling yourself to him, your face in his hair. Your pussy begins to tighten. He is so big and you are so full that when the first spasm starts, It doesn't release. It tightens onto his shaft and your pussy begins to spasm as you can feel the contractions not only in your pussy but clear up inside behind your belly button. The spasms are so strong you grab the back of his hair and pull your face into his neck and then you feel his cock pulse inside you. He grabs hard onto your ass and you feel the surge of his cum squirt inside of you and hit the top. It must be a huge amount. You can feel him spurt up inside you again and again. And since there's no room for it, your pussy actually begins to pump it out around the sides of his shaft. A bright light begins to form at the edges of your vision, and you can feel your arms getting weak. He quickly moves one arm up around the center of your back to steady you, while sliding the other to the center of your ass so you don't fall. With one arm wrapped around you, and his other under your ass supporting you, his cock still inside you, he begins to gently rock you back and forth. The spasms slow. They become farther apart, and you begin to come back to Earth as you rock in his strong, safe arms. You take a deep breath and let it out. Your head rests on his shoulder. How about a little nap? He asks. Mm Mm-hmm, he mumbles. He begins to walk. He is still inside you and carrying you as you hug onto him. He carries you to his backpack, squats down, and pulls out his one blanket. Walks over to a soft place in the sand and spreads it with one hand. He kneels on the blanket and lifts you, sliding you off of his cock. You give a moan of disappointment as you feel him pull out of you, and then... He gently lays you on your back on the blanket. You look up into his gaze, and he smiles down at you. Close your eyes, he says, and of course you do. Your eyes begin to open. You forget where you've been for a second. You reach over your head and stretch, and when you turn to your side, the man that didn't tell you his name is gone. You roll over on your stomach and look around the small oasis inside the rock walls you're the only one there your heart drops and you jump up and without even getting anything without getting your clothes without worrying about anything else in the world you run to the entrance turn sideways and push yourself out standing there naked in the sun all you see is your beloved motorcycle and on the handlebars hangs a leather string With a medallion shaped like the sun. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe and come back for more. I'm Donovan Kane. You can visit me on my website at donovankane.com and feel free to email me at donovan at donovankane.com. I would love to hear from you. Today's story A Motorcycle Ride to Nowhere can be purchased in audiobook form as well, along with other stories I've narrated. You can find them at audible.com or in the iTunes store. Thank you for listening.